I've heard some of my Black VRG members say when there are incidents of racism, I cannot deal with this. Why is this happening? When does it end? I don't have the answers. So the best thing I can do is listen. Let people know they are heard. Welcome to Live Well and Thrive, a podcast recognizing the hard work, dedication, and diversity of our team at Kaiser Permanente Northern California. I'm your host, Carrie Owen Pleats. If you're a regular listener to this podcast, you know we're all about finding ways to help overcome the struggles we face during the toughest days of the pandemic. Each episode provides valuable lessons and tips for regaining our spirit and improving our mental health. One listener, Katie, wrote, This is amazing and a wonderful podcast. Very moving. Thank you for all of your work. Well, thank you, Katie. And whether you're listening on your commute or during a down moment, keep those comments coming. Now to today's episode. The Beatles just wanted to send the world a message. All you need is love and love is all you need. And in the summer of love, it worked. But today we live in a world with growing hatred. Hatred against Blacks, against Asians and members of the LGBTQI plus communities. And hate has no place and definitely not at Kaiser Permanente. Thankfully, to combat this hatred, we at Kaiser Permanente are raising awareness against hate crimes. We know this requires an ongoing commitment and we have so much more work to do. I am incredibly proud of our team of employees who make up our multicultural business resource groups that bring people together to foster a culture of belonging. In this episode, we have three amazing guests who represent our diverse workforce and who will share very personal stories of the hatred they faced and how their BRGs are a valuable resource for their members in dealing with the social challenges facing us today. Let's start with Belinda Liu, Strategic Leader of Data Management and Governance, Senior Counsel, and serves as the Strategic Advisor on the Northern California Kaiser Permanente Asian American and Pacific Islanders Association Board. Welcome to Live Well and Thrive, Belinda. Thank you so much, Carrie. It's such an honor and a pleasure to be here. And thank you for centering on um, the BRGs and all of our impacted communities. We're very thankful for that. Well, I'm looking forward to today's conversation. Belinda, when COVID struck, many Asian and Asian Americans were blatantly harassed or attacked and unfairly blamed for the pandemic reaching the United States. I know this is tough, but could you share a personal story? It really hit home for me when my friend and also the current Kapapia and Cal President Mandy Lee had talked about a weekend where she was taking her two young kids to the park and she was approached by a man with a taser and she felt so threatened she actually had to run away with the kids. I mean, my cousin, who's a nurse, talked about being spat on or told to stand outside of the room in case she had COVID or asked to change nurses. And it certainly impact our healthcare providers who really are going into medicine for the benefit of others. And so it was a very impactful time. 
I also saw firsthand how elderly and also our low-income folks who were worried about coming out to get their vaccinations, getting their routine medical care, and do grocery shopping. Thank you so much, Melinda, for sharing. Next, we are joined by Gloria Wilson, an ethics and compliance leader and past president of the Kaiser Permanente African American Professional Association. Welcome to Live Well and Thrive, Gloria. Thank you, Carrie. I'm excited to represent the Black BRG Kappa to have this conversation. Well, you are an excellent leader, and I'm super excited to have you. So, Gloria, even before the pandemic, The social justice movement, Black Lives Matter, was putting the spotlight on police brutality and racially motivated violence against Black people. Can you share a personal story? My nephew was in elementary school when his friend, an Asian classmate, looked at him and said, everybody hates Black people. My nephew had no idea how to process that information, and he began to cry. When my sister picked him up from school in the car, he cried and she asked what happened. And he shared that everyone hates him because his friend said it, because he's black. My sister was not angry with the kid because she understood that racism is learned behavior. However, she reached out to school officials because they have a no bullying policy and the statement, everybody hates black people falls within the non-bullying category. The kid was required to sit in a classroom with younger students, which in and of itself was devastating to him because everyone now knows he must have bullied someone. But that created an awareness and forced the kid to think about what he said and how it affected others. And it made way for healing for my nephew. My sister needed to have conversations with her son so he could feel whole and proud again. Gloria, thank you so much for sharing. Now let's bring in Theophilus Little, Facility Service Director and the co-chair of KP Pride, a business resource group supporting the LGBTQI plus communities. Welcome to Live Well and Thrive. So happy to be here. Thank you. So our BRGs, as we have heard, play an integral role in KP being recognized as a leader in social justice in Northern California, an area with one of the most diverse communities in the United States. Can you give an example of how members of the LGBTQI plus community feel accepted and supported at work? I recall in 2018, I had come from a different employment, just started with Kaiser, and wanted to volunteer at the Pride Parade. And I was amazed by one, how many employees were there also, um, of all backgrounds, all groups and identifications. But also I saw the late Bernard Tyson there, our CEO. That really set a tone for me of the organization I was joining. And that's an example of how we can not only support our LGBTQ plus employees, but also actively be present and do that work. Speaking up, creating spaces, I call them safe spaces, for everyone to join in and discuss and be educated on different people's experiences. Thank you. All your personal stories should be a wake-up call for anyone who's ambivalent to what's going on in our country. 
Belinda, I read an op-ed last year describing how stereotypes are harmful and perpetuate racism against certain communities. Have you found this to be the case in the Asian Pacific Islander community? Yes, that has definitely been the case. Racism has occurred prior to COVID. It reaches back into the times of economic hardship. We also saw this during the time of the 1800s with the railway workers. We had our first Chinese Exclusion Act, which actually kept a lot of the AAPI community from immigrating to the U.S. for a good 40 to 50 years. During that time in particular, the API railway workers, 14 of them were actually lynched. And so we have unfortunately had a history of API anti-Asian hate. And really the stereotype that Asians often have to deal with relate to feeling like the perpetual foreigner. And so this concept of the perpetual foreigner does come up during times of economic hardship and during times of a pandemic. And that has resulted in, you know, in the first year of COVID, a 70% increase in API pay crimes. And then last year, 177% increase in anti-Asian hate crimes. And it's still ongoing. Gloria, there's something known as racial trauma, which is the cumulative effects of racism on a person's physical and emotional well-being. From Breonna Taylor to George Floyd, the trauma is overbearing. I wonder if you could speak a little bit more to the racial trauma. There is a correlation between heightened racism, physical and mental health. And when you consider the Breonna Taylor and George Floyd murders and others, there is increased pain and anxiety. And people do not know how to respond to it. Practitioners have experienced an increase in requests for treatment from Black people when in the past, the stigma prevented us from even talking about mental health. So while much has changed, much has not. The stigma is still there and insensitivity still exists in this area. People are processing and dealing with layers of individual trauma compounded with racial trauma What I've learned is that anyone who's experiencing a race-based discrimination can have detrimental psychological impacts, and that could lead to post-traumatic stress disorder or PTSD. And that could look like depression, anger, physical reaction, low self-esteem. And I've heard some of my Black VRG members say when there are incidents of racism, I have a headache. I cannot deal with this. Why is this happening? When does it end? We're in 2021. We're still seeing this enough already. Those are the comments that I hear. But unfortunately, I don't have the answers. So the best thing I can do is listen. Let people know they are heard. Thank you, Gloria. Theophilus. You wrote, our nation's future hinges on our ability to unite rather than divide. How do you see that playing out considering the hatred facing the LGBTQI plus community? I think the key to addressing and uniting is education, educating ourselves. Ignorance, I think, breeds fear, breeds a lot of these type of things that we're discussing here. And in order to combat that stigma is to educate our employees and educate our teams and our families and our friends 
have these courageous conversations with each other about each other's experiences. Other ways that companies and everyone can do is really encouraging career development, asking feedback questions that encourage people to open up about their actual experiences and what support they have. Using resource groups, Kaiser, for example, the Employee Assistance Program, EAP, has done a a great series to bring in and strengthen our LGBTQ plus employees. Take advantage of the many wellness resources we offer our employees. Mindful Hub is a volunteer collective which shares mindfulness activities throughout KP. Learn more by visiting the show notes to this episode and clicking Mindful Hub. Now back to our conversation. So the business resource groups are phenomenal and you're all part of the BRGs. It supports KP's mission to advance equity and inclusion for all. And I'd like each of you to share one way your BRG is helping support our team in dealing with the social issues and the resulting hatred that we've just been talking about. Gloria, can we start with you? In June of 2020, the Black BRG had conversations at the national level with Greg Adams and Dr. Copeland, who opened doors that allowed Black employees to share their feelings and any concerns regarding the racially induced trauma after the George Floyd murder. And I believe by sharing that safe space, it helped our community open up and share experiences so we could navigate through racial violence and injustice while battling personal anxiety. In 2021, Kappa partnered with the Asian BRG, K-Papia. There was an event focused on education and building community. And we learned things about the two cultures that we did not know and shared ways to support each other. All of us understand that we must be actively involved in creating that inclusive work environment we all talk about. I love it, Gloria. So the message of solidarity and action. Yes. Thank you so much. Belinda. I do remember definitely during the uh, the time of George Floyd, all the PRGs did stand in support and stand in solidarity with our Black BIG brothers and sisters. But more importantly, relationships are built and different efforts are put together towards those causes. Because I think one thing you notice is that Racism and bias shows up in different ways in each of these communities. In terms of what has Kapapia and Kao done, wanted to thank you, Carrie, and also uh, Dr. Isaacs for having set up a listening session with our employees and our healthcare providers to actually discuss how anti-Asian aid has really impacted them and their work and their communities. Kapapia and Kao had advocated for And KP did donate $10 million towards community advocates, anti-Asian hate organizations. And that has helped employees feel that they're seen and that they're supported. Well, we may have given a little bit of support and resources, but I think it was really the leadership of the BRG that brought to the surface the need to do even more. Theophilus, how about the BRG for LGBTQI+. KP Pride, I'm really proud that we've partnered with the Trevor Project to help provide 100 scholarships to employees to become volunteer crisis counselors. This is a commitment to our LGBTQIA plus youth 
and is a great step in Kaiser's pillar of health equity. We've also done a lot of continuing medical education with our physicians for transgender and non-binary health, as well as trainings, like I mentioned earlier, with EAP, our employee assistance program to look at definitions, terminology, really focusing on transgender care. Also, we have coming out day, October 11th, and that is a great opportunity. We'll have a lot of speakers, but also for our communities, allies, guests, to really speak on their lived experiences around coming out or ways that they're able to support someone else's journey to be authentically themselves. So I end each podcast episode asking the same question of all of our guests. What one piece of advice would you give our team to heal and to rebound from the past two plus years? I'm going to start with you, Theophilus. For myself, what I like to do is meditate and think that's something that's for sure has been a big piece of my growth mentally and physically within the past two years of being able to take moments to myself. I also like to think about the walls that can be built or that I build sometimes when I'm feeling this way or feeling like I'm the only one or pressure to perform at a certain level. The walls that we can build for myself and when we're engaging with others, we want to make sure that those walls um, to protect us don't really enclose us and that we are able to really open up and share and bring in others into our growth. Gloria, what would you say? Well, I would recommend that we minimize isolation by connecting with other people and sharing our feelings. And then I think about mindfulness. It's so important that we think about self-care. We're always taking care of other people, but we have to take care of ourselves. Belinda, what would you say? I've learned to pace myself in terms of the work that I've been doing. I mean, at the beginning of COVID, I, I was initially thinking like, why isn't someone doing something? Then I realized, oh, I am someone and I can do something. However, that then ended up being, you know, quite a lot of accelerated effort into doing a lot of things uh, both at Kaiser and outside of Kaiser in the community. But in also going through that journey, I realized that it's not something that we can all do alone. And I have found that when I'm working with different communities to lift up their voices and stand in support of each other, that we're definitely stronger together. What great advice. And I also love highlighting mindfulness, taking care of yourself first, and one way to also heal and to process what we're all going through is to get involved and don't underestimate the power of action and just lifting your voice to make a difference because it takes all of us to bend the arc. I am so proud of this conversation today. It highlights the unwavering commitment uh, that Kaiser Permanente has towards social justice. So to all of you, Belinda and Gloria and Theophilus for your leadership to help our colleagues and our communities in which we live. Thank you all so much for your voice today. I so appreciate you. Thank you, Carrie, for having us on the podcast today and centering on the BRG voices and also of our communities. Thank you, Carrie, for creating this space and allowing us to speak to you as well as your listeners about the BRGs and how they can be active members in creating a safe space. Thank you, Carrie, for allowing the BRGs to participate in this conversation. The BRGs play an important role in supporting the organization's mission and also living well and thriving. 
Listeners, you can also get involved with one of your BRGs, your business resource groups by visiting the show notes in this episode and clicking the BRG link. This podcast is one of many resources to support your well-being, including the Calm app, which we offer to KP employees who are also members. You can find additional resources from physical health tools to mental health support to how to thrive at work on HR Connect under benefits well-being. I started this episode reading a comment from a listener, and I'd like to invite you to share what's on your mind. Ask a question or suggest a topic or a guest. Send it in the email or buy a short audio clip to live well and thrive at kp.org. And whether you're listening on your commute or during a down moment, keep those comments coming. And of course, I'd like to thank you, our listener, for tuning in to Live Well and Thrive, a podcast recognizing the hard work, dedication, and diversity of our team at Kaiser Permanente. I'm Carrie Owen Pleats, and we'll see you next time.